Did you know in 2018, 34% of fatal crashes involved alcohol? Did you know in 2016, 44% of fatal crashes involved drug-impaired drivers? Did you know that being under the influence of any drug is drug-impaired driving? Call a cab, order a ride service, or ask a sober friend to drive. If you are under the influence of any drug, visit chesterfieldsafe.org for more information. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs First and Ten. You are here with JP and DJ. Hello, Chiefs Kingdom. We have had a little bit of a, of an interesting day, week, four months, however you want to look at it. I feel like we um, say that every uh, podcast. We really do. I mean, this has just been like a clusterfuck, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know any other way of saying it, but... Uh, you know, it's been a, it's been kind of a, a mess, and I'm glad that it's coming to somewhat of an end, to a degree. I mean, it's not going to end for a long time, but um, I know we were going to go over some information that I have and have had for a long time that you know about, and I have been advised to wait on that because of other um, things that are going on within this situation. So I've decided to wait on the majority of it. Um, I will say that um, I have information that I've had since 2015. Um, I've gotten more along, the, you know, uh, over the years and especially the last four months. But um, nevertheless, I, I can't really get into it right at this moment just for obvious reasons. But... Um, I will say that he has, he was, he was taken advantage of in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and now. And I could really give details on everything, but I can't, I mean, I'm not going to at this point, I'm not going to hamper anything that may be going on to cause issues um so i'm going to leave it at that there's certain people that know what i know you being one of them and then there's one other um but on the advice of the people that have given me this information that are extremely close to the situation in oklahoma as well as kansas and with the chiefs um, i'm going to hold off on this yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, obviously, we had the press conference, uh, his first official press conference since all this happened today. Um, there was some a little bit of controversy revolving around that. Um, I'm a little surprised by how much. The, well, I say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I mean, everything kind of with this situation kind of just burst into flames, but... I could, you could tell his frustration uh, at certain points in the press conference, um, particularly with one of the reporters. I, I, I personally understood it um, just because if you know the background of the whole situation, you would understand why he might be a little, um, little aggravated with talking to that person. Well, let's uh, just put it on the line. 
And I, yeah, I mean, and I saw I saw it coming. I I think we've talked about this before. And I think I've talked about it on this podcast. I said I don't I don't know how that person could still be the beat reporter for the Chiefs after what was said. And it was said because that person thought, I think, um, that it was over. He was gone. He was going to be off the team. So I can just bury him and say whatever I want about him, and it's not going to matter. And then, uh-oh, wait a second. He's he's not off the team. He's actually going to be on the team. And now, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> and, well, you know, and, and, here we are. and we can lay it on the line. It, it, it's as simple as this. The you know you've got Tom Martin from KCTV five that is threatening people that he's going to block everybody because of uh, you know his reasoning behind protecting Brooke Pryor whatever I don't care you know what it's weird it is what it is I it, it, it's a very weird situation I don't know if they've got you know a, a kinship of some sort I don't know what it is but you cannot expect anyone else players coaches or otherwise to be held to a standard that you will not hold yourself to. And if you're going to continue to run your mouth for months and months and then expect a player to treat you with any type of respect, which he did, I must say he was extremely restrained. He restrained himself. His restraint was absolutely amazing as far as I'm concerned. I thought so. He could have just ignored he could have ignored her and he had every right to, and he was told that, you know, and honestly, he didn't have to give that press conference. So as far as I'm concerned, he did a great job. And, you know, somebody, I think it was Jack off Florio that popped off and said, well, you know, he mumbled something walking off the stage. You know what? He didn't mumble anything. It was very clear. You know, he basically said, you know, reporters get their emotions involved and, you know, they say things and they do things, but I'm not going to get into that right now. You know, it'll all come out in the end through this investigation and he did the right thing. I don't blame him at all for being upset. I got, I had some guy, you know, ramble on to me today about it and he ended up on following me and I like, it really hurts my feelings, but I don't care. The whole point is if they're going to ask us or anyone players or otherwise to be held to a standard that they refuse to hold themselves to kiss my ass. Cause right. it's not going to happen. And it pissed me off. And I was t- just unbelievably sideways about that. And the guy from 41 news that sat there and blasted Tyreek today. I don't know his name. I never really paid attention to him in the past and I don't care about him now. Um, but he sat there and said that, you know, I appreciate the fact that you, you know, you were candid about this and you came out and you spoke and you, in your class with with this whole situation but but you you know the way you treated Brooke Pryor basically was wrong is how you really put it and yeah uh and he's a reporter for 41 news um I don't know his name he's he's not a uh Danny let's see is this him I think it's Danny Perkins no I'm sorry Perkins no, it's somebody else. Um, anyway, it doesn't really matter at this point. The guy is a, an yeah. idiot. And um, at this point, it, it, it makes no difference uh, what he thinks or anyone else thinks for that matter. It's it's the perception is this. Oh, here. Um, 
I apologize. I can't find his name. I don't really care. Anyway, um, the perception is, or I guess the reality of this is, is that you can sit there and defend this reporter. You can defend KCTV5. Tom Martin can defend his fucking station or whatever he wants to do. But the truth of the matter is this. Those people have 31 other teams fan bases believing that he broke his kid's arm and no matter what happens that's how they're going to assume this went down simply because no matter what if she came out and there was a video of her doing it they're still going to assume he had some part in it because of the way this went down and it's sad that they have went to that length it's it's this is where, where we're at right now. Um, it's the new reality. And what's obvious to me is it's not going to go away anytime soon. I was I was hopeful that, you know, with everything that's transpired over the last week, week and a half, that, you know, it would they're going to training camp. This, this would not be a big issue. I, maybe that was naive of me to think that, uh, and probably so. But... Um, it's it's not going away and there are going to be certain reporters out there that are going to keep hammering away at everything and anything he says which is again what i why i said he really shouldn't say much i think he might have talked too much today at the press conference i'm not going to go into why i think that because i i I don't think it makes sense to do that but um i think every every little bit he says to the press at this point is going to be um, broken down into um, minutia and studied to find some way. I mean, honestly, they were they were hitting him up right away, saying he's saying, you know what I'm saying too much. That was that was the big thing that was trending on like on Twitter when his press conference was going on was the fact that he kept saying, you know what I'm saying. Like, how how is that the big issue? Right. You know, okay, he, he uses he uses a different filler word than people that say uh or um. I use that when I talk. Yeah, uh, I do that yeah. during trials. You know, so he adds a few extra words. You know that 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 was the big issue before the stuff with Burke Pryor. I, you know, I, it's getting preposterous at this point, and it's what I'm what I'm a little fearful of. Um, I I think they're a strong enough group, and we have a strong enough quarterback and a mentally strong enough group to not let this happen. But what I'm a little fearful of is that it's going to be a distraction and you don't want that type of distraction in a year where you are all in and we are, um, we're all in for a Super Bowl. Like we're, we're, we're look if we don't make it to the Super Bowl, this is a failure of a season, right? Well, agreed. I mean, and, and, and you're right in every aspect. It's, and it's not just about, and I don't want everybody, all the listeners to think that this is just about the Super Bowl and us going and winning and have a winning team, because that's the perception from every other fan base is that we defended him because right. of our, you know, he was apparently our only weapon that we ever had, you know, I mean, God forbid that, you know, I mean, the guy caught four passes in a game that we still scored 47 or 48 points in. So he caught only one hear, in the AFC championship and we scored what, 31 in that one? 31 or 33, yeah. But the whole point is that we, we, whether he was there or not, we still have the best team in the NFL. He just makes, he's the gravy on top. 
Okay. He's, I don't care what anybody says. In my opinion, he's the top wide receiver in the league. And it's not just because of his speed. The guy's got hands. He, his cuts are amazing, but it makes no difference. If he would have actually done this and I didn't know what I had known five years ago, four months ago, whatever the case may have been, I wouldn't have the same stance regardless of what team he played on. And if I, if he played for Denver, if he played for Oakland, if it was any other team that he played for and I had the same exact information, I would say the exact same thing. This man did not, was not, he was accused wrong. He was wrongly accused. This has been a falsehood for a long time and it's been a scam for a long time, but you know what? It is what it is. And, oh, the guy that I was looking for, his name was Ryan Marshall. And apparently he's on 41. He's the 41 sports analyst. I don't know. But he says, thanks, Cheetah, for your candidness in in discussing your situation over the past few months. You've handled the pressure with grace and class, except for when Brooke Pryor asked you a question and you asked asked her her name, followed by a side eye on national TV. That's bullying Reporter and, and reporter intimidation. That's what he said. Now, here's the strange part. He blocked me. So apparently, either that tweet's not loading, or he completely blocked me from saying, because I asked him a question, and he ignored it. So uh, it, uh, for, for some reason, that tweet, either that or he deleted it. I don't know. Um, it looks like he might have deleted it, because now I'm going through here, and that um, that tweet is no longer, doesn't look like it's visible anymore. Um, I don't see it I'm going through it and I do not see that tweet so apparently he must have he did get a lot of backlash I mean there was a lot of backlash from his him saying stating that there's and, just there's so the, the local media in Kansas City and the national media as well has muddied this whole situation up so much to the point where so many raw, like false narratives have been put out there and you know today still looking at people saying he broke his son's arm like it, it, <laughs> you know? it, and I, I I always try to I'm, I'm very I try to be reasonable on Twitter I say it's this is information that's readily readily searchable and available for you all you have to do is search it and you will find that he did not break his son's arm, that they determined in March that it was an accident right away. You know, it's, it, just Google it. It's not a big... Well, the timeline was off. Everything was off about it. The timeline was off when he broke his arm, and it was changed twice by Brooke Pryor. Um, So the the timeline... The the problem is the rush, the rush to break the story. Well, the rush to break a bad story. Right. That's the problem. The bad story is much more... Nobody wants to rush to break a, a story like a, hey, he's a good human being story. Uh, well, no, yeah, exactly. The story of him being a monster. If he's a monster, well, it's a much bigger story. It's so comical because one of my followers said, you know, you should have that job. And I said, they wouldn't like me. And he said, why? And I said, well, I'm not the type to rush to judgment. I'm not going to condemn everybody on spot. And I definitely, um, uh, I definitely would, it would be all about the positive. You know, when you're a beat reporter, your job is not to fish out uh, all the negative. You're not TMZ. You're not um, 
you're not the Inquirer. You're not the, not the Kansas City Star, but the Star Magazine. You are a beat reporter for that team. Your job is to report what goes on on the field at practice and injuries, period. You're not to report trash. And she reports trash. She's a trash reporter. So I suppose what you're saying is you're not supposed to say that you, um, once you determine that the player um, is not going to be on the team anymore, um, made made you feel uncomfortable and that something seemed off when you were around him. You correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you probably wouldn't. Should, you should probably shouldn't post that. And I you guess probably shouldn't I, say I, those things. Right. I suppose that the reaction from said player when he is asked a question for the first time at training camp and he's 25 years old and you know he realizes this is somebody that could have ended his career. Like he, you could say was doing was part of something that was allegedly going to end his career for him to say for him to say and really he didn't say anything what he said was he asked her name and he kind of scoffed when he heard it and that was it i mean it wasn't he didn't say anything mean he didn't refuse to talk to her he didn't harass her like uh somebody from the casey star said uh today on twitter um, or no, not Casey Star. I'm sorry. It was the uh, TV five. It was Martin. Yeah, Mark yeah. said that. Um, yeah. And then he tried to back backpedal that, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's oh, he packed, I mean, but did you see the backpedal? The backpedal was oh, yeah. she's receiving threats. Right. You know what? And, 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 and nobody and gives a shit enough to threaten her. But, but by okay? the way, by the way, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that she's not. But if she is, I. I'm not gonna. You can't put that. And I said this to him. You can't put this on Tyreek Hill. Like he can't control that. Uh, you want? Is he gonna go out on Twitter and say, "Don't threaten Brooke Pryor"? I mean, I, I guess he could do that. Um, I, I don't know that he needs to do that or should do that. And really, any idiots out there? To. Any 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 idiots out there that are threatening her? Um, they own that. He doesn't own that. Exactly. That's on them. If there's, you know, and, and I'm not going to, you're right. I, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to say that there's not because look, there's a lot of people out there that do stupid things. They say stupid things and I don't I haven't doubt, seen threat. I haven't I either. Seen, I have now, I've seen, I've seen, she, I guess I've she's receiving this in the, in the, in I've the seen, form of something coming to the station or maybe, correct. I guess that's what maybe I'm, that, I'm maybe assuming. That. I've seen the personal, there's been no threats on Twitter. So I've seen the personal stuff, which I think is, I personally, I think that's over the top. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't get personal on Twitter. I think criticism of somebody's reporting and, uh, or lack thereof, uh, or their abilities is fair game. I don't, you know, getting into her, her weight and all that stuff. Yeah, that's wrong. That's you shouldn't. That's you shouldn't fair. do that. Yeah, and that's not fair. I mean, nobody should sit there, and I, and and I, you know, nobody should sit there and, and keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call one eight hundred Xfinity today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Okay, so work's done and you're craving something spicy and salty. I know. What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Wasabi and Soy Sauce flavored almonds. They're so good and almonds are a superfood. Don't deny your cravings. Eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously. 
Look, that's going to, by speaking on someone's weight, you're going to speak on a lot of people that may have a weight issue. Right. Okay. And that may offend a lot of people. It's, 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 it's not right to do. And I'm not going to say that's right. Now, by her, look, th- this is just really a simple in and out, done and done with over question and answer. I mean, it's, it's simple. Should she have apologized? Yes. Did she? No. Has she? No. Will she ever? No. No. Okay. She never apologized to anybody in Oklahoma. She got her ass launched out of there. Okay. There's two reasons why she's still with the Chiefs right now. I mean, with the star. One, they can't find anybody that will work for that organization. Two, she can't find another job. It's that simple. And it's pretty much union. So, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's a strange situation. But for her to, here, I guess my whole problem with this is the fact that she knew, she knows exactly what she's doing. Okay. She knew better than to ask him any questions today. Any questions. And she did. And that was a mistake. Or during that press conference, I should say. She should have just left well enough alone. She should have known that this was going to happen. She, By her asking him a question. And you know what? When he said, what's your name? Honestly, he probably didn't know. He may not have known her name. I mean, look. I can't say that I know. I, I can't even remember. I deal with a lot of people on a daily basis. Nowhere near as many as he does. Um, but for her to act like he, when she went with Brooke, like he's supposed to know who she is. I don't remember her even interviewing him because he avoided her like the plague after last year's bullshit. And look, for everybody that's out there defending her, I'm going to say this, and I don't care. You know what? What ruined, ruined it for me last year? Okay, Kareem Hunt's made some mistakes. I'm not going to ever say he didn't. He's made more mistakes. Okay? But to sit and lie about calling the pro shop, which I, I can't say about calling him because she did, but to lie about the context of that conversation with the pro shop and then have a national outlet run with it, and then turn around and retract it after the fact is that day ruined it for me. That, yes. that I was done. I remember it. And, that was, and before we even, that was before we even started talking. It was. Um, that was back in December. It was. And I, I think, remember. in fact, I think uh, uh, JJ was still on the show at the time. And I said, this is absolutely amazing that she called the pro shop. And the pro shop stated, and I knew then it was wrong because I called the pro shop, but the the whole context of that that interaction was a lie. And then she had to retract it because Bleacher Report ran with it, like none other. They picked it up and said, "Yeah, they'll take any unused, you know, worn, you know, they'll they'll take all the the used, worn, burned, you know, whatever jerseys, no tags, no receipts. They'll just take them back if it says Kareem Hunt on it." That never happened. That Those words out of that manager's mouth were, we will take any unused, unworn jerseys back with receipt and tags. Yeah. No matter who the player is. It had nothing to do with specifically Kareem Hunt. But she wanted to make sure that was tossed in there. 
she has a problem with using her personal um, value or, or personal emotions or, or opinions, whether it's personal or just her way of throwing out trash to get it, you know, fired up even more. That's her biggest problem, but that's not her job. And for all the people that are defending her out here and saying that, you know, poor Brooke, poor Burke, you know, you got three people on Twitter that defend her. And every time she posts something, it's the same exact responses from fans. Are you still here? When are you leaving? Have you packed your desk? Yeah. Why are you reporting on the Chiefs? It's gonna, Stop it's talking about the Chiefs. It's never going to change. In fact, you know, you bring up JJ. JJ, I <laughs> had one of the best. Uh, he uh, really did. GIFs, GIFs uh, <laughs> to, to show like what happens every time that Brooke tries to post anything about the Chiefs on Twitter. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah, it was masterful. I it was masterful. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and I, anybody that listens to this podcast pro- probably has seen it. But if you haven't, just check out one of our pages. It's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's comical as can be. Um, but he's funny. I mean, JJ is a funny guy. But and anyway, regardless, it's 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 a situation that's going to have to end at some point. And if you know, and I asked just to so you know, I asked. Uh, Tom Martin a question today and he wouldn't respond. He didn't, apparently he didn't. <laughs> you didn't get blocked. I, what was that? I see you didn't I, get I don't blocked. Know, you. you didn't get blocked? No, I didn't get blocked. Um, but it was kind of a strange thing because I thought that he would actually answer me because the question was very um, I mean, it was very point blank. It wasn't, it wasn't something that, uh, you know, I wasn't rude. I wasn't mean. Um, it was very, very upfront. So my question to him was very easy and very simple. I said, I have a few questions for you on it and I, I want some honest answers. And those questions were um, very, very plain, very simple. One, would you have taken yourself, taken that um here, in fact, I'll read it to you exactly. It says, Tom, I have a few, uh, I have some serious questions and I would like true answers. Would you have said the things she has said over the course of this? Question mark. Would you have allowed that audio out after being edited slash cut, knowing you had the entire thing? Question mark. Also, would you actually check the source's credibility before airing it? That is not... Uh, 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 that's not hurtful that's not um, demeaning that is an, an extremely simple question that should have been answered but instead he posts that he's going to block everybody and their brother for right. you know so look that was a stupid move on his part it was a stupid move on um, on uh on that other guy from 41's fault and, and whatever. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't care at this point. It, it, it's the point is, is that Tyreek's name has been tarnished for life and it's going to stay that way. It's not going to change. And it was done. Sadly enough, it was done by our own friggin' media. That's who it was done by. And the beat reporter that's supposed to be taking care of that team. That's her job. Her job is to report what that team. If there's an injury, you report it. 
If Patrick Mahomes throws a great pass in practice, you report it. If, uh, you know, God forbid there's a bus wreck and somebody got injured, yeah, you report that. But it's not your job to go out and edit, cut, and slant, slander players. That's not your job. So if that's what you want to do, go to work for TMZ. If that's what you want to do, go to work for Mike Florio. He loves doing it. That's his favorite thing in the world to do, slander Chiefs players. Now, God God forbid that would have been Kirk Cousins. You know, oh, no. I mean, no, that would have never happened, you know, but. Well, maybe when he was at Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I just don't agree with it. And, and I've, I've been, you know, probably one of the worst um, as far as um, answering back. I don't say anything. I will never say anything about someone's weight. I'm not going to sit there and, and do all that. That's just not me. But I will say what I feel. And it is what it is. I don't have 25,000 followers. Probably never will. That's fine. But the whole point is, is that I it doesn't do. Mean it doesn't mean anything to me. My, my whole and you know this as well as anybody. I don't do this for money. You don't do it for money. We don't get paid to do any of this shit. We do it for the love of the team and the fact that we do have resources that can help us through this. And if we do know, you know, that's the funny thing about it. When you know certain things and people know that you have that information, maybe then would be a good time to shut the hell up. Whether it's the little guy on Twitter or the... You know, the big guy on Twitter, it really makes no difference. That information, and you know, some of the people that have reported on this thing and that have made themselves famous over this were the first people to bash him at the beginning. So it is what it is. I, you know, I, I, I'm actually kind of to the point of over it at, you know, talking yeah. about that. I think we ought to move on and, hey, how yeah, about, um, uh, how about uh, Chris Jones showing up to camp on the 27th? That's, that's awesome. You called it. Um, he looks great. Well, I didn't he, call it. Um, he called it. I just reported it. <laughs> oh, right. That's true. Uh, he looks like he's in the best shape of his career. Oh, God, he looks um, good. Although you might call that um, coincidental. <laughs> yeah, that's a little coincidental. Um, yeah, a little bit. But um, I think, uh, hey, if he has a great year, it's great for him. It's great for the Chiefs. And it's not too late for them to sign them to a long-term deal. Um, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about putting 25% of our cap into two defense alignment, but there's a way to do it where it doesn't kill you. Yeah. Um, Beach is the, Beach way. is actually very good yeah. at that too. So he is, he's, he's not, he's the anti Dorsey, I think. Oh, uh, he is. He is. Regard to that. Yeah. And, but you just can't, you can't, I mean, that's pretty much it for your defense though. You're not you're really not gonna be able to put any more big time money into your defense. It's gonna be dra- you have to draft really well, um, find guys uh on the cheap. Really the rest of the the, the, the other seventy five percent has to go into the offense every year. It just has to. It's the today's NFL, you have to do that. It doesn't make any sense not to. Correct. And and maybe there's you know, I, you know, I thought about Watkins next year. Is there a possibility they could work something out where they can extend him? There's no way they're going to pay him $16 million next year. Um, so that's either going to be a cut or it's going to be a, an extension where he's not making as much money. Unless he has like some ridiculous season, which 
everybody hopes he does. He does. The team does. That would be great. If he has 12 touchdowns and 1,000 yards receiving, then God bless him. God bless the Chiefs. That's that's awesome. Who would be mad at that? You there? Well, I'd say, yeah. I was oh. just, I, I got a, I got a tweet and I was just kind of confused about what, the, what it was all pertaining to, but, um, which is, they're still talking about the same shit that I mentioned three months ago and it doesn't really make any difference, you know, <laughs> and it, 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 it's kind of ignorant, but anyway, um, he, okay. There was a lot of bad reports on what he wanted as far as compensation. Okay. Yes. He did want more money. Okay. There was two things that played a major role in Chris Jones wanting more money. One was the Frank Clark deal. Uh, but most importantly was the people in his ear and granted, okay. He came off a great season. I said this before. I'll say it again. He can still have a great season. The, the Chiefs offered him more money than has been reported and retweeted by Brooke Pryor um, as far as guaranteed salary was concerned or guaranteed money was concerned. Um, the original contract that they agreed upon was never executed because of other reasons. Um, that kind of went by the wayside when they did sign Frank Clark. And then when that happened, um, things started to change a little bit and then you got people in here saying what the hell man they just gave him this why don't they give you that you had the season and then you know it, it, it when you're 25 years old it's going to get in your head okay it's that simple and uh, yeah is is there a team out there that may pay him there is is there a team out there that's going to pay him frank park money there's not no i love that guy um i think he's a great individual um i think he's a good human being and he's a phenomenal player, but this defense is not set up for two 15 sack guys. No. And we don't need two 15 sack guys. And <laughs> it's set up for, no, we don't. And it's set up for gap discipline, which he doesn't have a lot of. He does not. And that's part of the reason why he had so many sacks last year. And, you know, God bless him. Like there was, there was. <laughs> I don't know what scheme Sutton was running. It was a uh, well, he only had two, so it wasn't that hard. Yeah, it was a bad scheme. Um, yeah. So Chris Jones playing Rover didn't hurt the Chiefs, but in a defense where you have a gap discipline, where you have to be a certain place, Correct. you're not there, and you're trying to sack the quarterback, and it's a run. You're going to give up a big run, especially with Correct. our. Obviously, we we have concerns about our linebackers and our cornerbacks. Like uh, that's a concern. Like I'm happy about our line. I'm happy about our safeties. I'm really concerned about our cornerbacks, especially our depth at cornerback and our linebackers um, and the depth there too. There, you know, it's 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 definitely it's concerning. It's concerning, but I'm not. I don't think I'm as concerned. I don't really, I really don't think I'm as concerned as a lot of people are. I, I had seen things in Ward last year that uh, I think a lot of people overlooked because of the first game. You know, the first real game that he had played in, he didn't have the greatest game. And, and actually, it was really the first half. After that, he came out and he played really well. But um, I don't see him, I, I see him having a, a good season. And I think if they gave him, you know, a lot of these players, people don't realize. They, they they get slammed, they get hammered, they get traded, 
after a couple of years because they don't get the reps in and they don't, whether it be in practice or whether it be on the field, they don't get the reps in with the starting crew to be able to adapt to that their abilities. If you're not, if your abilities aren't, are not, um, I guess if they weren't utilized, you're never going to hone them. Okay. And that's been an issue with a lot of players that the Chiefs have had over the last five years, but some of the players just couldn't adapt. Okay. I'm not going to say they were, they were these geniuses that could just understand everything because, and, and I'm, I'm not going to put it on that they were ignorant either because it's that Andy's playbook is not like a, you know, it's not like a kid's book and he changes it daily. So the whole, the whole thing is, is if you, can handle and adapt to what he's doing and understand what Andy's doing on a daily basis, then you're going to be successful in this, in the system. But if you can't handle it, you know, just like some of the wide receiver roles, you know, everybody was down on Chris Conley a lot. I personally think he was, a he's going to do really well in other systems. This was just not a system that he could. And he even admitted that he couldn't adapt to that playbook. And when you, you know, you finally get it down and you think you're in a position that you can do well with it and you're starting to improve, Andy will change it on you. And you have to be prepared to know that you've got four days to get that play down or those plays down that he swapped around. And he may call you on a Saturday and say, hey, these six plays are going to be different. Here's what I'm putting in and send you a basically a screenshot of how these plays are going to work and you better learn them. Yeah. And, like, and, you know, like you know. Pat said about, uh, Nicole, uh, during, uh, mini camps, you know, he said one of the things he had to work on was finishing his route, even though he wasn't going to get the ball because if he doesn't finish the route, like we've seen it with Pat, there's, there are plays where, it looks like nothing's going to happen. All of a sudden he's somehow throwing the ball left-handed, throwing it behind his back or, you know, doing some crazy shit. Um, But if you don't finish your route, you're doing nothing. Exactly. And and so that's another thing. And the other thing with, you know, you bring up Connolly. I I always, I loved Connolly. I thought he was a, he was a a great guy for the Chiefs. Good locker room presence. Uh, He he was fast. He ran a four, three something, 40 at the combine, he never seemed to have the explosiveness off the line that others have had, like a Tyree kill. Well, um, I mean, or, he's, well, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a generational guy, but even like Nico yeah. Hartman, I've, you know, I, I saw some of him. Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke. 
and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Yesterday, um, some video of him yesterday were, and also the combine where he's he just has explosiveness that other guys don't have. So you can run, like, perfect example is uh, DK Metcalf. And I think we've probably talked about him maybe on this podcast before, but uh, he's he runs a 4 3 3 40. But if you re- watch him in rookie minicamps, he's slow out of <laughs> off the snap. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No and, and you're right. He it's is. No there is no burst there. But he has. When he does get in, the you know, I guess he would be good in long. Well, I guess I don't know. I, I guess it would be more of a straight line, long um, streaks. Yeah, long streaks and and and, and getting down the field because once he does get up to speed, he's down there, and and you no, know, he is kind of underrated in some aspects, which is good. It's good to have an underrated wide receiver that can catch because a lot of times it throws DBs off and it throws off corners and they don't know where he's at and they don't really care because they're to you know just like when they when they put all the pressure on um on Tyreek and they take him out of the game Belichick knew okay Belichick knew we had no Watkins in that game okay he knew that we were struggling in that in that at that point so the two players that he took out of that game were the two most most important players that we had and it was especially in the first half and that was, and we made adjustments, and we came back, and, and that's why we Watkins, and that's why Watkins had the game he had because, quite frankly, he took away Tyree Kill, Belichick did, and he took away Kelsey yeah. uh, for the most part. So, because people, Correct. you know, it's a funny narrative that people try to talk about is, oh, Tyree Kill's not that big of a deal; he only had one catch. Well, there was a reason for that. You have the greatest mind of our generation and probably the greatest defensive mind of the history of football coaching and game planning and taking away your best weapon. And that threw, like you said, it threw us off in the first half. We scored no points. We were shut out. It was 14, nothing. And there was an adjustment. Um, They looked at it and they said, we're not going to Tyree kill. We're going to have to go to other guys. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But if Tyree kill wasn't in that game, there's no freaking way that uh, Sammy Watkins is putting up the numbers he did. <laughs> exactly. No way. So, yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. So, I mean, I, and Tyree then, Hill you know, created those opportunities for Sammy Watkins. Well, and that's where this team complements itself. And see, that's something that goes back to, you know, conversations that I've had with other people about, you know, even if you look at, and it's a great example, is the Cleveland Browns. Okay. What makes, what this team complements each other. Okay. You have a group of guys that are superstars in every aspect of their of their playing ability, but yet they're not going to jeopardize 
the win for their own personal gain. Where you have like the Cleveland Browns that you've got so many egos stuck in one room that it's going to end up causing chaos. And I asked a bookie in Vegas that was on Twitter. I said, hey, you ought to put out a, out a bet of how many games it's going to take before there's a fist fight on <laughs> the Cleveland Browns sidelines between either Baker Mayfield and anyone else on the team, whether it be a coach, water boy, somebody's going to kick his ass. And it's going to happen. And, and me and uh, what's that? No, I was going to say you have, sorry to interrupt, but you have three, at least three volatile personalities. You have Baker, you mm-hmm. have OBJ, OBJ yeah. and you have Jarvis Landry because Jarvis Landry, uh, if anybody watched Hard Knocks last year, oh yeah, uh, and, and if you're a Chiefs fan, you remember Terrence Mitchell, oh, yeah. our cornerback, they got into it big time, uh, really bad last year in training camp because yeah. uh, Landry's short-tempered. And so yeah. you're going to have all three of those guys. You have two wide receivers that want the ball. You've got a quarterback that has no problem giving blame to teammates. That's or anybody else for that disaster. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, uh, coaches, teammates. Yeah, other it could be the guy at Starbucks who's going to blame that guy. <laughs> right, he's he's calling out people that are still playing college football, which is Exactly, crazy. which is what, what kind of an insane <laughs> idiot point? would do something like that? Why right, would what's you, the point? Oh, he doesn't like me and I don't like him, so he could just stay in Texas. Yeah, well, who the, the fuck are you to say? And, yeah, and, and, and who are you to say to tell somebody to stay in Texas? That'd be, right, like I mean, me calling out, that'd be like me calling out the first-year law student uh, after I've been practicing law for 14 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just doesn't it, – it makes no sense for him to be in that position to say those things. But getting, I guess that's where our team is so much different. And that's where the fear comes in for so many other fans and other teams for that matter is that, yeah, you've got a Sammy Watkins, Meikle – the best quarterback in the league right now, the best tight end in the league right now. Really, in my opinion, I think Andy Reid is the best play caller in the league as far for as sure. an offense is, you know, for offense, is yeah, for sure. Yeah, for offense is concerned. And you've got so many other weapons that are involved, not even just in plus your backfield. And then now you have a defense that even if they came in top 20, holy mother of God, what do you have right there? You have a Super Bowl winning team that is not going anywhere because all these guys are young. These aren't guys that are 30 years old. They're young players. And, oh, one thing I do want to make mention of, when you, or not you, but to the fans out there, when you see a post that comes out that may say it looks like, you know, there's a player that's a strong possibility to come to Kansas City, (laughs) there's a reason behind the madness sometimes. And there's people that say, why, you know, why did you post that? Why did you, there's a reason why those things get posted. I'm not going right. to s- spit that out, but there is a reason why. And, 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 the, and those reasons turn into reality with other players and other things that happen after the fact. So when you, you know, when I get these fans that say, oh, well, you called this player and that didn't happen. There's a reason why I called that player and it didn't happen. Okay. It wasn't the fact it was he, I mean, I'm going to point out it's, it's Mike uh, Daniels. So was yeah. he an, was he an option? Yes. Did we try to get him before? Yes, we did. 
Did we want him right now at a very cheap price? Was he and I have a possibility to come and play for us? Yes, he was. He was chasing the money. But there's a reason why I called it out and two other people called it out. A good friend. And then I don't know, there was one other person that called it out that was on um, NFL Network. But I guess apparently he called it out. I don't know when he did. I think all he had spoke about was the fact that we had made an offer um, and that there were seven teams that were interested in him and he was going to visit these teams. Well, he went to Cleveland. He left without a contract. Then he went and he signed with the Lions. Okay. That was not, that's really not a secret. Okay. But that's the reason why the things are done the way they're done sometimes. It's not a matter of, oh, well, you just said it, just throwing shit against the wall or no. you didn't know, whatever the case may be. One thing that you may spout out that someone else sees may draw that person back to reality. Right. And, 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 the national media was saying that the Chiefs were interested in him. Um, he visited the Browns. He never visited the Chiefs because I think he went to the Lions and they made him an offer that the Chiefs were never going to match. Yeah. Uh, and we shouldn't have because <laughs> I saw the money he got and I'm like, you know what? He's 30 years old. You know, he's... Is he a good player? He's a good player. Is he worth what he got? Probably not. Uh, no, do we no, do we not. need that guy? I don't think we need that guy. We have, not for that money. No, no, don't. not for that money. And we have Chris Jones came back, which you well, said. Where do you end? Exactly. Him coming I mean, back. We've got those him with Chris Jones, Frank Clark. Uh, you've got uh, Naughty. You've got um, Saunders. Yeah. You've got a couple other guys that will Okafer. Okafer, uh, I think, is going to be a star. Uh, the guy from the Browns, uh, Emmanuel Oba. Yeah. His name. Yeah. Um, we've got, we have depth at that, that position. Like that, that position is very rich for us. So I'm not worried about that. If, if anything, I want to, I, I, I hope that a veteran corner gets cut and we can pick, and, and not a veteran corner like Orlando Skandrick, a veteran corner like Josh Norman would be one that I would like to see. Cause it, do you see Josh? I'm not, I, I don't like the running of the bulls, um, big animal guy, so I don't like that. But yeah, that's not what he did. Jo- Josh yeah. Josh Norman jumped over a bull. Did you see yeah, that video? Yeah, I saw it. It was I insane. It, <laughs> it yeah, was insane. I I he literally jumped over the bull. I know. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a great player. Um, he's pricey, and you know there's a lot of pricey corners out there at this point. But we we're not hurting. I don't think we're hurting as bad as everyone thinks we are. Well, and I, I've said that for depth, a while. I think it's the depth wise. Like if if so if Breland Breland's already hurt, he has the last right finger, which is not a huge deal. But no. if one of those guys goes down, that's that's where I'm worried about is what happens if Fuller gets hurt. What happens well, if true. Ward gets hurt? You know, then we're oh well now we got to rely on uh, Felton or some of these other draft picks that are going to step in and play corner. It's a, yeah. it's a little concerning. And it, it's unnerving to some degree. And and do I think we need – we do need another corner. I'm not going to say we don't. It would be great. I mean, and, you know, you got to think about it like this. Even with the situation that went on when a certain player got suspended, um, that player could turn out to be a chief one day. 
in the next eight games. So right. I'm not I guess I, I guess I'm not flipping out so as much as everybody else about the corner situation. Because I think that Veach is smart enough, Andy's smart enough, they they, they they work well together and they know what they need and they don't need. And then you got Spags that's gonna say, Hey look, you know what, we're we've evaluated these guys, we know what we got, and we need to go out and if we have to pay for somebody, we're gonna pay for them. And that's just how it's gonna work out. But I I don't see you know, we we were struggling last year um, with Nelson um, to some degree. Yeah. He was, you know, um, I don't think he's, he was. He's still struggling. <laughs> he's still struggling. I don't think he was as horrible as you know. I mean, there could we could have had he was it serviceable. A lot worse. No, he was, he was he serviceable. Was, he was good. He was good. You know, he was good we could have had it he worse. Was a, he I was mean, great. Yeah, he, his attitude made him think he was great, but he wasn't great. He was no um, island. He was not. No, a, no. In fact, I I think I posted on Twitter that if anything, he was he might have had an island, but he was the only one on it. Correct, <laughs> correct. You know, he's yeah, exactly. And you know, we did. I I don't think we lost anything, especially now. Especially now, we lost nothing with Marcus Peters. With the Marcus Peters trade, I don't think we. Although we you know, here's what I thought was funny about that that you bring up Peters is Spags runs a lot of zone. And that was that was Marcus Peters' strength was playing zone, and yeah. so Peters might not be a bad guy in this particular defense. Kind of ironic, I think. But he still has to play. He still has to play his position as, as a but you need you need a shutdown corner, and you got to have a disciplined shutdown corner, and that's not something he was. That's not his strength. No, that's not his strength. So he he did what he wanted to do. Correct. And that's, you know, that was a, a, a product of horrible coaching on Sutton's part. Oh. Um, and, but that was also, if you look at our defense over se- during 17 and 18, you know, everybody bitched about our defense so badly in 17, but our defense sucked in, or in 18, but it sucked in 17 as well. So we gave up 400 yards a game and oh, we just, yeah. it was terrible. And you got Justin Houston out in the middle of the fucking field, not knowing which direction he was supposed to go. You know, you, well, it was he's one of our best, best pass rushers uh, in yeah. coverage. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. It made absolutely zero sense to have your best pass rusher out in coverage. So I get it. We were shorthanded to some degree. But you know what we did have is we had people that could have stepped in and at least helped in that position. And last year... It was no different to some degree. We had players that could have stepped in, but for some reason, Sutton did not want to put those guys in. And I still, it's still mind-boggling to me. I don't, I, I don't understand. And okay, you know, anybody can say D Ford cost us the, the the Super Bowl or cost us going to the Super Bowl, or it could have been, you know, whatever. It was Bob Sutton that cost us the Super Bowl. It was yeah. nothing more than that. Period. It was him. So. You can't put one play, one mistake on a player and say it was all his fault when we had to come back and fight and struggle. And every time that Brady got the ball in his hands, he scored. We couldn't, well, for the most part. We couldn't. Three third and tens. Correct. I mean, that is not something that you can blame one player for. That is a defensive coordinator's job to make sure that you adjust to those situations 
And if something Sutton couldn't do anymore. And if so, you're going to fault, yeah, if you're going to fault, I, I love Big Red. I, Andy Reid's been a godsend for Kansas City. Um, yeah. If you're going to fault him for anything, I would say you fault him, well, I guess for two things. One is clock management has always been a big reason. Always been a problem, yeah. Um, and, it's, and it was in that game, too. Um, I know what number other, two is. <laughs> sticking too long with coaches. Yeah. Right. His loyalty levels sometimes. His loyalty is, is just. Yeah. My, it's yeah. <laughs> you can't, there was no reason for Sutton to have kept his job. There's no reason he should have been our defense coordinator last last year. He should have been gone. Correct. Um, so but he, but somehow Andy Reid justified it. I think it was a friend. You know, I try to look at it from like. Personally, like if I had somebody in my practice where I was like, oh, I have to make a decision whether I'm going to get rid of a friend because he's not doing well enough. Um, bottom line, though, is it's a business. Like you have to make those decisions. You have to it be is. cutthroat. Belichick's cutthroat. He gets rid of guys. Yeah. Um, they don't like it, but he does it. And he's the greatest coach we've seen, I would say. I haven't well, seen yeah, well, well, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, I can't say that there is a, a better coach that I've seen in the, I mean, when I say modern area, I mean, on the, you know, the last 30 years, um, right. now getting, going to this 53 man roster, we've got, oh, I'm yeah. looking at that tight end too. Um, and yeah, and I, so that's, his, that's the big concern, name? right? Yeah. What's um, his name? Yeah. I don't know. Um, there's a couple of candidates, right? So there's, we know Kelsey's in, um, we, we know that they have Blake Bell, who I've heard a lot of good stuff about. I heard an interview with his uncle, who played for the Chiefs uh, back in the day uh, from Friday. Yeah, and he was he was say, giving all this. Pre- so I guess Blake played quarterback in college, yeah. um, and converted to tight end. Not don't know a lot about him. Uh, heard a lot of good stuff about him. Um, they they have Dion Yelder who that kid there is impressive. I like him. So I you know I looked at his stats. His last so he, you know he had th- at least three years in college. His la- he, he really didn't do anything his first few years. His last year in college, he put up like fifty catches and six hundred and fifty yards yeah. receiving. Big year. You know, it wasn't a huge school, but um, I could see it was fifty two catches, six hundred eighty eight yards, and seven touchdowns at Western Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked at him as somebody that could be in the in the Demetrius Harris role, and maybe they call him Beldos or Blake Bell. He could be like the blocking tight end guy, um, right. goal line guy. Yeah. I, 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 I think yeah, I think both of those guys could potentially make the fifty three. I think so um, too. Yeah. Another yeah. intriguing guy is that John Lovett. Uh, who's also a converted quarterback that they, they picked up as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see. I haven't heard anything about him in camp yet. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about the tight end situation? I, I, I really like both of them. I think that those two guys, you know, the one, that, um, and his name just slips my mind. Um, not, not Bobby Bell's nephew, but the, uh, Oh, uh, that kid. What's his name? You just mentioned his name and it's slipping Yelder. Mind. Yes. Um, Yelder, he's got hands. And that's something that it's 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 a rarity to find in a tight end position 
you've only got so many out there. You got, you know, of course, Kittle from uh, from San Francisco, but you've got a Travis Kelsey, and then you've got, you know, how the Gronk, you know, Gronk used to be, how good Tony Gonzalez was. It's it's that's a generational thing as well to some degree. You don't have tight ends out there that are, and then you've got Ertz. You know, that is another one that is a good, well-rounded tight end that can catch, block, run. The difference, you know, with a lot of these tight ends is that, yeah, you can be a blocking tight end all day long, but if you can't catch a ball when it's thrown to you, especially in today's football, in today's game, you're kind of not really worth having on the team. And right. I think that's where, you know, you look at a Jesse James that is, you know, didn't have the greatest stats, but he does catch. He just wasn't thrown to a lot because you had, you know, two crybabies on the team that wanted the ball constantly. And then you had a jack-off quarterback that wanted to constantly throw to those same two guys. And the only time he ever did get the ball was when those two guys were either laying on their back or, you know, not in the play. So, there's a few, it's not, you know, there's 32 teams out there and out of the 32 teams, there's what five, maybe four or five tight ends that I would say are really top notch tight ends that can come in and play in a system. And then you have to also realize that these guys are not, um, they're not in our system. So Kelsey, if, if that yielder can take on a role that he can learn the playbook and understand everything and come in and be that number two or a bell for that matter. Right. And they may both make the roster. You never know. You know, that's the thing that we have been struggling usually with. Carry for years. I think and we, usually and carry three. And we And we do. And, and, and the problem is we've had this issue for years and it's usually on the defensive side, but we've had it on the offensive side as well. You don't have the backups that can come in and fill the shoes. And if you don't have that, then and that's part of finding players that have humility, that are, you know, they're just straight out humble players that understand their role and understand that they are very good at what they do and they're going to get paid. But their job is to make sure that they can step in if somebody gets injured. That's where Belichick has, has thrived over the oh, yeah. years. Well, that's why I was and, hoping that we, we would have gotten, I was hoping we were going to sign uh, Ben Watson. And of course, New England signed them. Uh, no, yeah, because well, yeah. that would have been a that would have been a great second tight end for us. It really would have been, um, but it's it is perfect. what it is. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I still, I, I'm intrigued by Bell. I'm intrigued by Yelder. Uh, I'm intrigued by Lovett. You know, one of the other <clears throat> positions I was looking at that was. Interesting to me would be, you know, some of our back wide receivers. So we know, obviously, Tyreek's on the team. Watkins is on the team. Robinson, barring a trade, which I don't think is going to happen, is on the team. Hardman's going to be on the team. I think we probably carry six wide receivers, right? That's yeah. that's typical. Yeah. Um, so really, then we're talking about Pringle, Dieter, Cody Thompson, Custis, Kemp, and then Felton Davis, Rashard Davis. If, if Pringle plays the way he did last year it doesn't get hurt i i see him making the team he's definitely going to make it and Dieter's not going anywhere so and i think Dieter makes the team yeah and so i would think i would think thompson and custis are probably practice squad candidates i know custis got the largest unrestricted free agent money 
I think maybe of all time, definitely of all of last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, guaranteed. So I could see those two. I think Kemp is probably the odd man out. I think he gets cut. I think he does too. Um, I don't see, and, and going back to Robinson, you know, everybody made a big deal about that tweet that went out that, you know, he was being traded. Nobody said he was being traded. And the Giants asked for him. Yeah, they can't keep a freaking wide receiver. So, yeah, they wanted, they, but they, they offered something ignorant. It was like a fourth or a fifth round pick with nobody coming back. <laughs> and, you know, Veach's answer to that was basically, you know, F you. And he it made no sense. Yeah, it made no sense. So now let's go backwards. If they were throwing in Jenkins. Oh, yeah. Then okay. You're, now we're talking. <laughs> then you're talking. Okay. We got Jenkins. We got a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick for you to have a wide receiver for, you know, because you don't have any. Okay. That's great. Um, would, you know, would it, who would have been the, the biggest candidate because that, he was the only one they were really asking for that they knew that we may even consider releasing or getting rid of would be Robinson because, you know, they're not going to ask for Dieter. They're not going to ask for, you know, anybody else. They're going to ask for our, I guess, number three wide receiver, number four wide receiver, right. whatever you want to call him. But um, and that has great hands and can catch the ball and understands the playbook and can make a difference. And that would be, you know, D-Rob. But I don't see it happening unless, in fact, I know it's not going to happen unless we get something in comp- for compensation that would really benefit us in, in, a, in a very large way. And I don't know that it would be smart to break up this offensive core that we have right now. I don't. Um, in any way. Uh, and don't and I, don't forget, Demarcus Robinson was a fourth-round draft pick a couple of years ago. So Exactly. If, if you trade him for a fourth or fifth-round pick, you're basically admitting that it was a mistake to draft him. Correct, which that's not going to happen. And it wasn't a mistake. Right, what's the point? Because, exactly. Right, what's the point, what, what's yeah. the point of doing that when you're when you're competing for a Super Bowl? You don't, you're not looking for picks right now. You're looking to compete. So if you're going to trade him for anything, it should be a cornerback. Correct. So you get depth at that position, not Correct. not for a fourth or fifth round pick, which is yeah. I mean, which yeah. is just a stupid offer. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean that's just a slap in the face. It's you know, so uh, that that needs to you know, and like I told everybody on Twitter, you know, yeah, it's great. He, you know, there's a, a tweet out there. Don't get your panties in a bunch until we know for a fact. And unless he's on a plane, he's not traded yet. If he's not flying to freaking New York, he's not traded yet. Right. Yeah, you're right. So just, you know, uh, chill out. But um, that's how rumors get started. And that's, you know. Um, sure. And it just is what it is. But I think we have, I don't know. I, I don't remember who it was. Somebody that uh, follows me that's a, kind of a, uh, you know, a Super Bowl guru type of guy. Um, he's called out, I don't know how many in the last 10 years. Um he actually called out. He actually did call out the Patriots to to go and win the Super Bowl last year, which him and I disagreed upon. And I said, "You don't see us making the Super Bowl," and he said, "No." And he was right. He now this year, he has said that he doesn't see another team in the league that can compete with us, especially now that we have so much motivation pushing us to get to where we need to be. And um, he said, "There's that, that that team is so immensely talented." And then you have, of course, Reed 
and you didn't lose anyone, anyone that you had from last year. That was, you know, worth keeping. Um, so, and now you've got a new defense. So it's, it's, Look, it's in a better defense, a better, a better defense, defense coordinator. Um, common misconception that keeps getting spotted around by check marks on Twitter is that the Chiefs defense has gotten worse because we lost guys. No, it's gotten better. We, it's gotten you know, better. we yeah. we traded basically. We traded. If you look at it, we traded um, D Ford for Frank Clark. Frank Clark's going to be better. Um, yeah. Houston for Okafer. Um, Okafer is not the pass rusher that D, or that uh, Justin Houston is, but he's a better, well, he's a good run defender and he's not as injury prone as Houston is. So we're good there. We had to make the Houston move to get Honey Badger, uh, which brings me to the next point. We have safeties now because we had none last year. And even yeah. when Barry played, I love Barry. Trust me. I love Eric Barry. He's a great it hurt guy. Me still. He's so, it hurts me, man. It still it hurts. hurts. And I hope yeah. that he's going to be coming back to us as a coach really soon. But even when he played last year, those three games, he was he was not Eric Berg. Um, he was getting burned by a broken down Gronkowski. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Our defense is going to be with Juan Thornhill playing the center field role. Uh, role. That guy, it's, man. Woo. It's man. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's exciting. We got. Lord. I know. Right now, everybody's freaking out because Sorensen is playing first team reps. I don't think that's gonna. I, I don't see that holding up that long. I think it, I think that Thornhill will eventually take over for Sorensen, and it'll be Honey Badger and Thornhill playing the safety role. Yeah, yeah. You got the map. You got Honey Badger in the, the box, obviously, and you'll have Thornhill playing center field. Man, I tell you, it's 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 a uh, it's a totally different aspect, and and when you stand back and really just kind of look at the big picture. We have, <laughs> we've changed our landscape to accommodate the Super Bowls that we deserve and that we've been waiting on for a long time. And just, you know, Spags has been on Reed's radar for a while. This is not something that was just, oh, well, by the way, I'm just going to, you know, snag him up really quick because he's available. This is something that, like I told you before, this was something that was going on in 17, 18. They, they've been, this has been a discussion. You know, this is not something that just happened. So um, I think it's a great, it was a great idea, a, a great pickup to grab him. And then he's, and you know, if you look at any of the reps with, with the defensive guys, I, mean, I don't remember in the last, got at least four years, if not longer, I don't remember Sutton out there in the field, um, in the middle of the field, running reps with these players. Oh no! Or oh, interacting no. with these players. I mean, half I the time he was. I don't know. I honest to God, I think he was just crapping his pants. I, I, I saw somebody on Twitter saying. yesterday said said yesterday. I I can't remember who it was to give credit to, but said last you know with with Sutton if he is yesterday they said Spags was yelling and screaming at guys. They said let like with sudden the last few years what he would do is he would just mutter to himself he just talk to himself yeah yeah and what how is that teaching anybody like that's I, I i'm not a big like demean somebody on the field type of person but you also you have to teach the person you have to show them like hey this is you know what you did this but this is why you should have done it this way and if you're not doing that you're not teaching anybody 
And, and, and I guess Sutton, like, for to be fair to him, he was a good defensive coordinator for the Jets, I think, um, back when he was with Rex Ryan. But I think a lot of that might have been Rex Ryan. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know that Sutton... His his type of coaching just doesn't resonate to, with today's NFL. It just doesn't work. Well, um, today's NFL is such a. I mean, everything is different. It's not really honest to God. When you know the whole the whole adage that you know defenses win Super Bowls uh, that was around for ages. Um, the reason that was around because you didn't have. Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or you know these guys that can well, I say Tom Brady you know as much as I want to cringe when I say that name but <laughs> um, it's you know he is a system quarterback that just was blessed to be behind Belichick okay I mean, it's just that simple but you know Drew Bledsoe was a great quarterback in his day and um, that's who Brady took his place you know it just happens but uh, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that are good that can go into Belichick's system and probably put up better numbers than Brady did and still win Super Bowls. Um, Garoppolo could have done that. I still believe he could have done that. I think um, Belichick's, Belichick thinks he could have done that. <laughs> I Well, yeah, that, was, that pissed him off. Um, that was a trade that he didn't want to do, and that nope. was Tom Brady throwing a baby fit because he didn't want him there. I think he had a little bit of fear behind him that, you know, that maybe he might just take my job if I have a bad, rough year, which to Brady's la- his last year was not a good year for Brady. He did not look it was like that. new, no, no. Uh, you know, <laughs> his not. numbers were not good. And, um, it just happened to fall into place the way it usually does for those guys. I don't know. It worked what. out the deep. It's Belichick. I mean, it's, it we is. talked about it before. Seventy-five percent Belichick, twenty-five percent Brady. Correct, and you know, really, it's it it shouldn't be. You know, when I watched a couple of games with Mahomes last year, where he, you know, was fourth and nine. One of them was fourth and twelve, and he, you know, they were getting ready to put bring the you know the punting crew out on the field, and he told Reed no, and he just waved his hand no, and he brought the offense back out on the field, and he brought that fourth and twelve to you know first and 10 and I don't know that which is absolutely amazing first year for for a first year quarterback in a system that is complex is as complex as Andy Reid's um that is a very complex system man I know I say that a lot but people just don't true god darn Uh, I mean you got to be you got to be on your game and and know and, and read and read and read and study and and it's just a it's a constant you're you're in college for the rest of your for the rest of your career that's where you're yeah at. and that's why yeah. i think it's a joke when people say like tyrick hill is a complete idiot because he doesn't talk or write or quote text the way that um no no commas, no commas, but, yeah but he but, but he, to, to be able to do that off like to play in that offense to study that offense you have to be smart well you know the guy only you know his like his number one was English in college, but whatever you know, yeah. So, um, anyway, um, that's just one person's opinion, but yeah, um, and that person really means honestly, it's has her opinion doesn't really affect anyone but her own. It's not credible, it's not credible <laughs> in any way, yeah. So, 
Um, somebody told, told me today, they said, well, he got really upset with me um, about the whole Brooke Pryor thing. And he said that, because uh, I said that I didn't, I thought that, that uh, Tyreek handled this very well and, and, and he showed great restraint. And um, he said that he thought that it was wrong and he wished he would have handled it better and he didn't handle it the right way. And I said, no, he handled it better than anyone else could have. Put, put Terrell Owens in that position. Put Terrell Owens in that position. How you think? How do you think he would have come across to a, to to the media, given the situation? It doesn't matter who it would have been. They would have gotten lamb blasted. He didn't. He had no filter. Chad Johnson had no filter. Nope. So I think Tyreek did a great job. As far as, is, do you think he's going to sit there and not give some type of indication that he knew what was going on or he knew, you know, that, hey, as soon as she said her name, anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent again about this damn media and all the shit that's been going on with them. I think I just want to let it go. And, you know, it's been, a, it's going to be a great year. Um, there's going to be some changes I think made within the, within the media and hopefully it comes sooner than later, but whatever it is what it is. Um, we, uh, we got a lot more to talk about next week. For sure. um, we're going to have a guest on the show next week and a special guest on this show. So everybody be prepared for that. And um, I think that's about it for us tonight. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be at training camp next Sunday. So I will try to take some video and post them on Twitter oh, great. of what I see at uh, Chiefs training camp in St. Joe's. Heard it's jam-packed this year. Uh, yeah. So for the morning practice on next Sunday, I might have to get there at like four in the morning <laughs> to get a good seat. <laughs> More than likely, yes. It's, it's, it's usually packed, but it, I guess this year has just been especially um, overloaded. So um, I had seen some pictures of just amazing amazing turnout it was just an amazing turnout so okay well uh thank you everybody for tuning in and um we will talk to you next week peace out our homes today are like little cities full of different internetic boroughs like the entertainment district in the living room or the virtual fitness center in the garage. And Xfinity Internet keeps it all running smoothly with reliable speed to power all your devices at once. You get coverage around town, from the financial district home office to the spa. Xfinity Internet keeps your little city humming with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Find great offers and value today from Xfinity. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Restrictions apply. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.